Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. We round out the first quarter of the NFL season with week four and already a thrilling week in terms of information, impactful stuff happening all across the league. Will all these games be played? We have our first COVID scare. Is it going to matter? Um, a lot to talk about today, Andy. How you doing? Coronavirus. Coronavirus is in the air. We brought up the uh, MRSA scare of like 2013 or whenever it was. Earlier day, I talked with uh, Frank. Remember that? Like Lawrence Tynes, his foot. Oh, they were yeah. going to cut his foot off for a hot tick there. They had to do surgery on him. Yeah, players um, Scary the stuff. You know, obviously... Retired. <laughs> Not to be in that locker room. Yeah, obviously hope hope uh, all is well in Nashville. But, I mean, I guess if we had to predict a team that was going to get it, they're in Clay Travis territory. So that's uh, <laughs> that's not surprising whatsoever. But, uh, so I mean, somebody brought up a good point. Um, you know, these – these and my kids are back in school right now. They're taking precautions, I guess, but, like, you know, some of these school schools that opened early, you know, these players have children, wives that are going out uh, working. I don't know how many NFL wives work. I guess a lot of them probably don't have to with the money. But if they do have a job or they go shopping or the kids go to school or whatever and they come back, what are you going to tell these NFL players? Just don't hang out with your family at all? So, you know, you don't want to just cast the pall of, you know, these players are probably out at the casino or the bar and they, they're being irresponsible. You, you never know. Like, I don't – I hate to jump to conclusions. Best I can that. tell you, this started with the defensive coordinator. Yeah. It, and he, that's, he that's sure that wasn't uh, a doubt. He, he was out, you know, you know just uh, uh, partying it up. He was, he's probably in the freaking – in the office grinding tape, chewing tape for he's 20 hours a day. Grinding film, yeah. He still managed to get it, so – yeah, it's uh, it's that crazy and it's real and it's gonna have a huge impact on this week and really the rest of the season probably and um, you know, first order impact on two games this week. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, so we're, we're it's recording. Not. Yeah, go ahead. We're recording this early because Drew does have some. Uh, he's taken some deep dive. Man, did we do offer two weeks of vacation here at Deep Dive Media? So he is taking some of his paid uh, time off so we're doing this a day early so it is just Tuesday night when we're recording this we're just getting the news on this and um, that's what we're talking so if you listen to this later and you, there's way more news about this then obviously we'll know by then but we're we're still in the early stages of this like I, I see people saying that there's you know are, are we gonna have are we gonna even have a week are they just gonna cancel the whole week who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> and like, it, it sounds like but having this game on a Monday night is is uh is on the table. There's other options. I don't know. It's it just crazy to, to think that Tennessee and I guess it doesn't matter. Minnesota's zero three. They don't give a shit. But to be to be uh not being able to practice or do any sort of team team activities for a whole week, that's a big disadvantage to play. Yeah, and my the timing on my Pittsburgh bet was pretty hilarious. I had no idea. I did not oh, have like. I didn't. I know. Knew. I was waiting. You I knew. was waiting for somebody to like say something. Oh my god! Did you know? Did I, you know I, that they had Corona? Like, no, I, that was I just hilarious timing. I, I bet it like a day before. I think you're fucking with me. You posted yeah, it. No. When you posted it then to get it out there before the news because you knew. 
Well, no, I just felt bad because it already moved. I'm like, God, I bet like a plus one and a half, and it's minus one, which I'd still play. And to this, I still would play a minus one, minus one and a half, two. I think it should be three. But then like 20 minutes later, that comes out, steams up, it's off the board, and I don't know. Let's get get into the week. Yeah, I mean. Because we we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. So we got a game that's being threatened. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going to predict they play it on Monday, and Tennessee is at a disadvantage from a preparation standpoint. Um, unfortunately, one of the games that is uh, is getting threatened is not Thursday night football's Denver Broncos New York Jets game. I would have been fine if they had decided to cancel slash postpone indefinitely the Broncos Jets. Um, I will not be watching this game. <laughs> I have no interest in how either of these teams round out their season, other than their next head coaching search. Um, You'll be hiking. I'll be hiking. Yeah, I'll be camping on the beach uh, in Catalina, uh, Little Harbor, beautiful campground. Check it out if you haven't ever seen it. You can only really get there by foot. Um, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And I will not be watching whatever is going on with this uh, Broncos-Jets game. Um, but the market, you know, the market action is worth talking about. It's fascinating. It's interesting. Um, Head scratching to say, you know, you, you, I'm sure you heard Vic Fangio's comments. And they weren't a surprise because Vic Fangio is not tuned into his team at all. And so the fact that he didn't realize, uh, you know, that or the fact that he hadn't thought through what he was going to do at the quarterback position with a short week on deck was not surprising to me. That was I a rough presser. It was, was, rough. It was like terrible. Second-hand embarrassment. But it wasn't surprising. That is your. No. That's your coach. That's who you got. And it shouldn't be surprising you anymore. <laughs> um, and. You know, his quotes, uh, yeah, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Maybe it's guy A, maybe it's guy B, maybe a little bit of both. Uh, and then today we finally find out it's going to be B. It's going to be Brett Rippin, uh, nephew of of Washington football team great, Mark Rippin, um, making his first ever start. He was an undrafted free agent. He threw, what, like 10 passes last week? We've seen him throw 10 NFL passes. He didn't have, he obviously had had no preseason time. Um, he, I guess actually, is this, is, is, was he an undrafted free agent last year and just like on the practice squad or something like is he, does he even have like a year of practice experience? Do you know, or is he a rook? I don't know shit about him. I, I think, think he was UFDA. If you, if you miss the Jets number, I don't know if I'd take him at like a minus number here because it, it, you know, it's pick minus 10 right now. If you missed Jets plus three, Jets plus one thirty four money line, don't bet it anymore. But um, like the yeah, the steam on the Jets f- today was for real, and it's because and it's wild that it's like that's much of a downgrade from Driscoll, but it probably is. Driscoll hasn't looked um, good. He at least has thrown NFL passes. Well, he he at least has spent some time with this offense, and so you're gonna go ripping off it on a short week. That's about the only possible way. That you could be worse than the New York Football Jets right now. <laughs> like, to, to go throw this guy out here on a short week with yeah. possibly, again, we're still jury's out on this head coach. I'm not sold yet. Um, hey, yeah, I'm not excited to watch. I'll cheer. I, I missed out because it was one of those. It, it was kind of like there's so many of these games. It's like the Giants last week, the Jets this week. Honestly, we'll get to this, but Miami plus seven earlier this week. Um, Philly when it was seven and a half 
Like there's a bunch of these where you can't bet the favorite. You have to bet the other way and it's that or nothing. And right now I'm choosing nothing with some of these teams. I'm actually tempted by Miami still, but this was a, this was a not wanting to get in bed with just how bad the jets are. If Crowder's back, they're very, they're very good. Like, uh, Compared to oh, <laughs> compared to last week. Okay, all right. Very good is a strong word. I didn't know where you were going with that. Um, very they are very bad. <laughs> they are very bad. It um, is. It is at home. It's a short week with a. Let's you know, it's not his first year, but second year, inexperienced head coach, a defensive minded, inexperienced head coach with a terrible quarterback, heading to the terrible turf of the MetLife Stadium. So. Yeah, lean Jets, missed the number, no bet for me. I'm on to Sunday. Yeah, uh, I lean Jets but was never, ever going to play it because I want nothing to do with this game um, because you're still asking Sam Darnold in primetime to not pee down his leg, which is all he's ever shown us in his career in primetime. He's seeing ghosts against the Patriots. He's uh, What was his his, uh, stat line against the Ravens? Pretty sure they lost ninety six to three or something. It was in that ballpark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got an eye. He got an eye, Melon. Did he not play? He was here in that. I know. Like, just you can't even grade him. You can't even grade him. Right? It wasn't even an F. It was an I. Incomplete. Um, so yeah, no. It's 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 still going to be a t- challenging chess for him because they have offensive line injuries, they have skill position player injuries, and they have a coach who's not running an NFL scheme. Uh, and on top, but 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 at the same time, in their favor, Denver is going to be without Jarrell Casey. That sucks for them. That's a huge yeah. blow for um, a while. Like, is that yeah. season ending or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was the torn I think it was right? minimum of like coming back. Like, he could come back for the Super Bowl. I think <laughs> <laughs> to sign autographs as uh, in, on on Radio Row. Um, I guess he had to come watch. So they're probably not going to have Radio Row this year. I guess, huh? There's probably not going to be festivities around the Super Bowl. It's going to be depressing. Um, the uh, but the Denver Broncos specifically with that with Brett Rippon out there with no Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy banged up on a short week. I don't know what you can expect out of this offense. Uh, and if they lean towards their running attack, uh, that plays into the one thing the Jets do well, which is stop the run. So good luck getting any points in this one. Are you surprised the total is only forty? Should this be Look harder at the under here. I mean, it's a, it's twenty twenty. Do we play unders in the NFL? The the odds of defensive touchdowns are too high for me to take. Great, great, great call. Great, it should call. be sloppy. Great call. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully it's hopefully you have something you can do with your loved one, uh, your significant other. Uh, show them you care by uh, by telling them, hey, I'm taking off a primetime football game to spend time with you. Uh, they don't have to know it's the worst NFL game that we've had in the last 20 years. They don't have to know. There's uh, an episode of Married with Children like that. Where they bring them, They bring the wives down to the strip club to prove that they're not like perverts because it was like amateur night. And I don't know. I'm going to have to find that episode. That's, I don't know why that popped into my head. That was a good episode. Let's move right on to Sunday. Good one off the top, at least from a betting standpoint. What do you think? We bet in the... At minus two. It was minus two, minus two and a half. Really hasn't moved. I'm surprised. I guess there's some support for Maserati Mitch's replacement, Big Dick Nick. Great nicknames in that quarterback room, I guess. I'm not so sure he's an upgrade. I've had some very compelling cases from very smart people, 
and I've looked at stuff myself to show that uh, you know, it's probably not an upgrade. We saw you know limited action where the team did not get the game plan for Nick Foles. Uh, similarly to, I mean, just pick two really good teams or a really good team and a really bad team. Like let's say Kansas City and Carolina, and one had to face a quarterback with no prep time, and the other one got to prep for him. And the worst team looked much better against this untested quarterback. It's the same kind of thing. Obviously, we have film on Nick Foles. It's not the same as the Herbert situation. But when you do get surprised in the middle of the game like that and you've prepped one way, like, hey, we're going to cover the side of the field that Foles or Mitch can actually throw to, and, you know, we have to respect this kind of play, and then they bring Foles in, things like that happen, I guess. So I'm much less worried about uh, a smart coaching staff getting a full week to prepare for Mr. Nick. If I was – I mean, if I was Nagy, I wouldn't announce announced it as early. I'd have made Indy wait. I think that was a coaching gaffe on his part. I would have, you know, announced it. I guess it might have got out from I don't know how many uh, reporters get to go to practices now with everything going on, but keep their big yap shut and just say we're not making a decision while you tell the team it's Foles and Foles gets all the reps and actually practice some gamesmanship. That's what I would have done. But at the same time, I make this number closer to a shade over three, even on the road. Indy, do you want to spit the Indy DVOA numbers? I don't have that in front of me. Boy, that was eye-popping. It's not even just DVOA, like EPA per play, everything. Everything. Yeah, here it's Aaron Schatz. We'll give him credit. Football outsiders love them. Aaron Schatz says in his tweet, the Indianapolis Colts are number one in DVOA at 35.2%. They're the first team with a loss to be number one after three weeks since the 89 Browns. Who won the AFC Central that year? That was the last time the Browns won a division, by the way. That rating is the lowest, and also that rating is the lowest for a number one team after three weeks since 2000. Mm. So kind of an interesting nugget. Uh, You want to explain DVOA? I think you do a better job than me. Sure, yeah. No, DVOA is um, immune to some of the criticism of a lot of other statistics because it is is adjusted for opponent. In fact, the OA stands for opponent-adjusted. And realistically, uh, it is like EPA, if you're familiar with that as an advanced statistic, because it, re- it reflects specifically, um, were you successful on a given play, given what your team needed in order to secure a win, right? So it's a it's way to normalize it. It's normalized, can, exactly. Well, you, you take a bunch of 2-0 and o teams, and 2-0 and o team that beat like the Jets and, you know, the Jets and Giants is not the same as a 2-0 and o team that beat, you know, the, let's say the Patriots and ravens or something like that you know it's it's not so the two and oh is not normalized whatsoever and this doesn't it adjusts for the opponent it's a really good metric for measuring up how you stack against the league and indy is a good team like they that that game that they lost the first week i mean not covering that game was amazing losing it somehow was catastrophic absolutely true they are they're a very good team my numbers flesh that out uh the market is still not excited about backing them in uh soldier field here but i'm fine with it sitting on a two absolutely true i totally agree with you and i love this this is my favorite look of the week um uh, all of the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about in this podcast i'm warm to lukewarm on um no it's not um but let's so let's talk about this in a little more detail and it was surprising to me the dvo thing specifically because 
they the two wins they have, they beat the ever-loving tar out of the Vikings and the Jets. So are those impressive wins? Not really. Um, but what they did in those games was total and complete domination. It was utter domination in those two games. And that's because they have a good coaching staff. That's because they have a solid offensive line. That's because um, they're getting strong quarterback play out of uh, Phillip Rivers. Uh, realistically, this Colts team um, was, you know, deserves to be in the conversation in that second tier uh, after you have the upper crust in the AFC. Um, and I was somewhat cool on the Colts coming into the season, largely because I felt like they hadn't addressed their problems in the defensive secondary. You bring in a guy shout like Xavier Rhodes. No, Colts. Yeah. <laughs> you bring oh, a guy shout like out. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out Suma. Shout, shout out Suma. He, yeah. he, he was, was unwavered by our – yeah. Our counterpoints to his Colts love. Unwavered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He was, he was ahead of the game in this one. And But, like, I looked at their defensive secondary, and I was like, eh, like, they didn't really address this. Like, are you bringing in Xavier Rhodes? Like, okay, fine. Um, but, uh, sure enough, their success rate, dropback success rate, number one in the NFL. Uh, their dropback EPA per play, number one in the NFL. And then number one with a bullet. Uh, they are doing an exceptionally strong job. Uh, of limiting um, Colts, I mean, limiting passing, uh, which is huge going up against um, the Chicago Bears offense, who, it, you know, and you, you make a great point. Like, is Nick Foles an upgrade, yay or nay? Um, Matt Nagy saw these guys in the preseason compete for this job and decided that Mitch Trubisky was the guy. And two and a half weeks in, has realized, oh, wait, no, let's go with plan B the guy that Mitch Trubisky beat out in the preseason. And I cannot believe in any way, shape, or form that Nick Foles is an upgrade. It's a lateral move at best. And, yeah, Mitch Trubisky probably seen his last start in the NFL unless uh, Nick Foles gets hurt. But um, but I have very, very little um, expectation that Nick Foles is going to come in and this offense is going to click all of a sudden. If the – Bears find themselves down again, like they did against the Lions, like they did against the Falcons. They are going up against a much, much tougher unit that can defend the pass well, that has an offensive line that can dictate the game state throughout the entire closing duration of this game. It, this is going to be a dream come true to watch these road graders just matriculate the ball down the field throughout the entirety of the fourth quarter, put up complimentary points put this game away comfortable win for the Colts and soldier field. Uh, not, not concerned about home field advantage in this one really at all. And I am actually spe specifically like the bears were two point three point dogs to the lions. The bears were three point dogs to the Falcons. Guess who's better than the lions and the Falcons. And I know those games happened on the road, but home field advantage is pretty close to negligent. Uh, it's just negligible, I should say. Uh, I was hoping you would. Yeah, negligible. Um, and it's just mind-blowing to me that you're going to give the better, the clear better team in the game with an ability to protect the lead uh, and an ability to stop the pass. You're giving them less than three points. I'll take that all day, all night. Colts by a billion. I dig it. Absolutely agree. Do you think there will be a late market move? <laughs> I don't even care. 
<laughs> do you Marcus. think, uh, no, Marcus. I mean, like, do you think that there's just a delayed reaction here and that the market will catch up with us and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this uh, That is the thing. We're not, we're not like fully at limit up yet. Are we? We're no. here on Tuesday. You know, maybe if you're recording this at a normal time, we'd have seen a market move. It'll be interesting to see. Cause there have been a, we'll get to them later. Some that have surprised me. So, all right. So moving down the card, <clears throat> New Orleans saints are shockingly one and two. They have two primetime losses in two consecutive weeks. It is mind-boggling that people just now are assessing Drew Brees' performance and making comments like, he might have a dead arm. <laughs> like, what football games have you been watching for the last two years, you found? We've been saying this so, since Obama was running things. <laughs> so, yeah, New Orleans now heads on the road up to Detroit, four-point chalk. It is tough for me to wrap my head around why they would be this big of a favorite against a team in Detroit that got things right to a degree in the desert last week. Um, Detroit was a hot side. A lot of people made compelling cases that they should have been closer to uh, field goal dogs, not six-point dogs against the Cardinals. That was a great play. Uh, that game, that total absolutely deserved to go over. That was one of the worst. Uh, that was one of the bad beats on the year so far, for me at least. Um, but... It is what it is. Uh, total of 54 in this one. It's gotten some some action uh, to the under, interestingly enough. Opened at 56, down to 54. Um, I don't really have a strong opinion on this one. Do you feel like there's any world where Detroit is a live dog at four, four and a half? Or do you think New Orleans gets things right? Because a lot of what we're seeing out of New Orleans is kind of their telltale um, – you know, extended preseason, except it's the actual preseason for them, more or yeah, less. Yeah, and, that, and that's where I'm probably staying away from it and digging deeper into this as we go because I think the New Orleans defense has the players on the roster to play a lot better than they've shown, and it might be the extended preseason like Patriots of last year where the defense gets it together after four or five weeks and plays well and the team kind of turns things around. Um, I guess this one's kind of a race to the bottom with play calling. Yes. Like, who's going who, to be worse? Is it going to be, um, what was it? Uh, I almost said Ravel. Daryl Bevel. 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 Bevel, not Ravel. Bevel calling AP up the gut on first down 30 consecutive drives. Or is it going to be, hey, and I should not, I don't want to say the word momentum, but we're moving the ball. Hey, should we, you want to run a gadget play with this uh, shitty quarterback we have? Like, just, I don't know what these teams are thinking. Do do it. it. It's not even like, and this is something I said in the previews. Like, do something surprising, or do what the teams don't expect. Sometimes you don't need to. Like, if you can continually do something, they know it's coming. And yeah, I backed off the mic. If uh, if you can do something, and it still works, even if they know it's coming, because you just have the matchups. Like, just keep doing it. Like, hey, it dump offs to uh, Kamara. That's working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what if we use Taysom a little here? Like that. And that's the thing. You bring Taysom in, and you everybody knows he's going to do something with it. Like it's not, it's not, oh, I was really surprised that they gave him the ball after they brought him in. Like it's just a really dumb move all around. I'm not excited. Like bring him in to sling it. If you need someone to launch a ball, have him do that or have him split out wide as a decoy to maybe draw some attention, but stop giving him the ball. 
Those were wasted plays. Every one of them was a was a wasted play. Wasted downs. Wasted plays for a bunch of these teams as we get down. But that was uh, maybe two of the biggest cases. Was AP on first down? Granted, they won the game, but they should have won that game by like as many turnovers as Detroit got. They should have won that game by twenty one. That was actually a bad performance by them. Yeah, probably could have been much more efficient. That offense can absolutely cook if they need to. Um, Total. Again, not touching it because I just got burnt, but we showed I got burnt by Minnesota in week two, didn't touch the total last week, and they scored a trillion points. So it's <laughs> over. All right. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a play to be made on the side here, but I'm not getting in bed with Detroit with the play calling as it currently is constituted. I agree with you. It, for, for an offense that I believe in, it's a lot of points at home. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it's in a dome, though, so you at least got that going for you, Drew Brees. Um, I don't know. At some point this season, let's say week, I don't know, eight, six, seven, eight in that ballpark, Saints come back off of their bye. They got uh, games against the Panthers, Bears, Bucks. Um, they'll probably be a back, you know, a team that you're that you can get in bed with, a team that you can back. But it's not yet. It's not yet. Like for sure, that defense there. I don't think it was fluky that they got shredded by Rodgers. Like, the blown assignments, uh, like, how do you get burned by Lazard? Um, that was really, really shock- shockingly poor by them. And they have the talented players. They just need to get coached up, and they need to, uh, you know, they need to get in shape, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's, shock- it's it's surprising, really, that the Saints are here. If, if uh, um if Gates gets fired on Thursday, do they cut the whole staff, you think? Like, is that what they need? Could they bring Greg Williams back? Greg. I said Greg really weird. Greg Williams back to the is big that easy. What, is that what this defense needs? The current defensive coordinator, uh, yeah. <laughs> they need. Uh, they just need some bounties and everything will be good. Um, the... It's not an effort thing either. Like they're just, it's it was just poor play. Like it was a lot. You know, the the Raiders' loss was a lot of penalties and weird shenanigans going on with the way that was officiated. But that fourth, uh, that game against the uh, the Packers, there was so many just it was it was blown coverage, poor anticipation on the goal line stand. Like it was it was a lot of uh, disappointing play by this defense. Um, well, well below expectation so far. <clears throat> You want to tee off on uh, cards, cards, Panthers? The cards and the Panthers will play each other this Sunday at noon in Charlotte. The Cardinals. I, my volume is still low. I, I wonder think what so. happened. Did I push some buttons on this mic or what happened? Am I just too far away from the microphone? Is that better? It's almost like the plug got jiggled out or something. Oh, you're a jiggle. All right. How's that? I'll just. Sounds good. It sounds good. Um, yeah, Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers, Arizona, we had higher hopes, I guess, for them. I guess, you know, we made the point that Detroit, you know, it wasn't, it was probably the right side, but at the same time, they were aided by some, I don't want to say fluky turnovers, but he didn't look good. Kyler, Kyler looked great at times with the, some of the playmaking, but at the same time, those weren't bad interceptions. Like, I was, I was a little sketched out by that because I'm, I, I kind of have some love for Arizona. I I guess I wouldn't have been surprised if they won that game at all. I was not involved in that outside of the total. I was just thinking 
a high-paced offense slash a bad secondary. I thought Arizona would score a lot more. And uh, Carolina, weird game. You know, obviously they had just an ugly matchup with Herbie. It was That was a bad game. Like, that was a terrible game to watch. That was a bad second half. Second half line pushed, I think. That's how bad of a game it was. He couldn't even get money out of it in the second half. It was plus six. Um, yeah, the, I don't know what we can take away from that. Like, the, the Chargers are in trouble, and Carolina, they won the game. But, man, did they deserve a win there? It was it was not it like there was nothing to get excited about from Carolina there. The first game without C and it was tough to judge them off that. You know, you get your first game without Christian McCaffrey, but then you play an opponent like that where you're not going to get much from a rookie quarterback. And, you know, I wasn't really able to judge how this team is going to look. I still think they're bottom tier, but at the same time, Teddy is that guy who just doesn't lose games. Like he's not going to have these massive gaffes to cost you big chunks of field position or bad turnovers in the end zone or deep in his territory. So they're just going to kind of be this ugly, steady Eddie team with a below average defense. I don't know how that matches up with uh, Arizona, especially traveling. So West Coast team on an early East Coast game, I don't love. Uh, Carolina's probably the side, but it's another one where I don't want to touch that. Yeah. Yeah. Same total. I think it's probably too low. Um, but at the same time, uh, Arizona could be comfortably control and run, run, run and put this game away and not give, you know, it, this, I could see this, I could see this have the game state of Carolina, Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa was up early in that one and Carolina made a frantic comeback, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they only had, what, 48 points in that. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a tough one to get involved in at 452. Um, there's been an overall correction at long last on these totals. Average total this week is real, real high. And there are some over spots to bet for sure still, but 52 is a big number here. Um, I think uh, that Carolina offense. Yeah. Right. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. No Christian McCaffrey. Only, you know, one one dimension, you know, you're only really moving the ball through the air. Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that's not going to lose you game. Um, but it's it's uh, it's definitely um, asking him a lot to go score for score with Kyler Murray, who I would expect to have a bounce back here. Um Price is about right. I think fair price is probably three. So if you want three and a half, you're not, you're not, it's not a bad look. It's probably going to close three. Don't you think? Um, if I had to guess which way the market's going to move here, I would guess it moves a hair towards Carolina. We've seen some Carolina money come in already. Yeah. Like market making books are closer to Carolina and rec books are closer to Arizona. Yeah. So that might tell you what you need. Interesting note. Uh, this is, this is uh, Arizona's first week of two back-to-back East Coasters. They play the Jets next week in the Meadowlands. Well, something to keep, yeah, something to keep an eye on. See if they, they requested this. Yeah, well, but other people, other people have requested these. You know, yeah, they requested this. We saw the Rams requested it last week, and I think a lot of the Rams' slow start was could be attributed to the travel. I think we'll get to the Rams and the Bills later, but that was a lucky win, but the but lucky cover by the Bills. Um, 
And I acknowledge that. I've had a lot of luck this season already, which is I'm looking over my shoulder a little bit for sure. My car's a little light week four because I've, you know, I know I recognize some, there's been some coin flipping going on here. Um, but I think the Bills lead in that uh, game against the Rams, a lot of that was attributed to the Rams kind of sleepwalking early in that one. And uh, a ton of that was because they flew across the country two weeks in a row. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me if Carol, if, if Arizona, keep you, just keep your ear to the ground. If Arizona has to, you know, let's say, let's say theoretically, Arizona gets a comfortable win. They win by 10. And they are forced to fly back to Arizona and then next week come back to New- to uh, uh, to play the Jets. And let's say the Jets squeak out an ugly win against the Broncos. And they hang um, a number like uh, Jets plus eight and a half. Are you taking that next week? Oh, boy, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's obviously going to be better spots to bet, but isn't isn't that too big of a number for a team on back to back East Coast roadies? It kind of is, and it, you know it depends. Like you said, it really, this is the stuff you have to pay attention to between the end of the game Sunday and once you place your bets. Um, really pay attention to what's happening with the travel. Obviously, they had the frantic uh, second half comeback, but the, it was looking like that that. Uh, you know, the bet there, what do we want to say? Mm, the Bills, the Bills bet, that's what it was. That was looking really smart for a while when they were yep. up 28 to 3. There's been many bets that have been up 28 to 3 that were uh, looking smart. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is the first of actually three straight roadies for the cards. Oof. They go at the Jets next week and then at Dallas in three weeks or two weeks. Um, Not great, Bob. No, tough little stretch here. We're going to learn a lot about this team. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Learn about their metal. Um, yeah, it. Uh, st- this sets up. <laughs> here's a good one. Uh, I thought I was looking at the wrong line because I was like, I'm looking at. I'm. I'm. A, I'm on Jacksonville, Cincinnati. My, you are. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I almost played this over. Um, I think there's a case to be made for the over. The Jags it's been pass defense, I don't get I don't mind that. The Jags pass defense is pretty bad. Um it has been bet up. Okay, so let's step back and talk do a little sidebar here on totals. Uh did every over get hit since the open? They all look up. Um the Indy Chicago one did not, and then also New Orleans Detroit New Orleans, has come Detroit New down. Orleans Detroit has come down. Otherwise, uh Seattle, Miami, really not much, but it did take down the Tampa one. Baltimore, Washington. Baltimore, Washington. That went across forty four. That Tampa one went across forty. You see Baltimore, Washington? Thinking. No, what's that now? Forty seven. Forty seven. The old opener, the soft, you know, the last week opener or whatever was 52. Baltimore can get to 47 for sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, I've already played Baltimore. I might play the uh, over. I might parlay them. Correlated parlay. Correlated parlay. (laughs) Um, But back to Cincinnati, Jacksonville. Yeah, the over over early was probably the play there. Jesus. Yeah, it looks like there's been a decent amount of betting up on on these totals, which is interesting. And it looks like the average total is up to about 48.5. It was 47.5 last week. So, And it was 45.8 when we started the season. So we're seeing a pretty decent adjustment up here overall, overall at the overall in the league. Um, you're up now three point three and three point two points higher totals week four than we saw on average week one. Just keep a note of that. 
Um, I, again, don't think this is a big week for unders, but, uh, and, you know, I actually, I feel like I should have gotten involved in this over at 46 and a half because Jacksonville's past defense is bad. They're very bad. They made Ryan Fitzpatrick look very good on Thursday night football. And even though overall what Cincinnati's offensive scheme is lacking, it's not great. It's not great. Their sequencing of plays is not great. They're a lot of the early down situations they put uh, Joe Burrow in suck. Uh, his offensive line is poor. Jacksonville is not going to make him pay for that. Right. And there's still a lot of chemistry issues between Burrow and his wide receivers, but this feels like a breakout game for the likes of an AJ Green. This feels like a breakout game for the likes of a Tyler Boyd. Um, I think that uh, Cincinnati is going to be able to score points in this one, put some pressure Joe on Mix. Gardner Minshew and, and come and come back. Um, Joe Mixon is probably not ever going to do anything. He's just going to torture fantasy owners all damn season long for the rest um, of their lives. But uh, Jacksonville's got a squirrely offense, too. They can score points. They ended up with 13 points against that Miami Dolphins team, but, boy, did they leave points on the field. They that I think fair score for that game, after going through the box score, I had like 35-28. So the fact that it was 31-13 was kind of wild. Um, clock moved pretty fast on them in that one, and they had a bunch of uh, unfortunate turnovers and turnovers on down. So uh, that'll keep you off the scoreboard. Um, I think the Jags... Uh, are re- rightfully the dogs here. I think three is a fair price here. Um, I think the look ahead, interesting. What do you think the preseason look ahead was this without looking? Uh, what would you have guessed? Cincy Jacksonville? Probably yeah. um, a pick? Preseason look ahead was three and a half for the Bengals. This was the only game on the Bengals schedule where they were favored. Huh. How about I guess, that? Yeah, I guess the Jacksonville, the Jags, you know, the whole full tank thing was there. Yeah, so overall the market has adjusted the Jags up and the Bengals up since preseason, but they've adjusted the Jags out more. Um, and that's fine. Their offense is frisky. They got some good good weapons in the passing game. Uh, don't know if Chark's going to be back in this one, is he? Probably, right? He was seemed like he was close to going on a short week, so he'll probably go tonight. Mm, go this that week. is a hell of a question. Um Either way, Cincinnati's defense is not great. Um, they performed admirably against the Eagles, but boy, did they stink against the Browns on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. Yeah, um, they're still doing. He's still doing testing as of yesterday on his. Uh, what is? It, are we doing shoulder still or chest back? Optimistic um, about him getting back for, but yeah, he'll probably be questionable all week, and we'll find out later this weekend. I'd still lean that'll over. Be, that'll be huge for him. I'd still lean over at 48 and a half. I think that's going to go up. I'd still lean. Uh, actually, I don't have a lean at all on the side. I think three is perfect. Would you take yeah. the three? Would you take the no. three if you were in like a pick em contest? I would just quit that league. <laughs> no, it's pretty perfect. If, if you forced me to bet this game, uh, yeah, I'd probably, if you could give me three minus 10, I'd take Cincy. Yeah, I kind of like Joe Burrow's fire and spirit, and he wants to win bad, um, badly. You know, he wants. He did, like, I hate, yeah, I hate to get ugly narrative, but he like, wants it, man. Like that—that that is a thing. Like he is a—he's not a quitter. Like, no, he's not. He's not no going to hang his head and like, no quit in that pit, pity. No like, quit. He, in that his I like his like. You can take stuff away from quotes sometimes. I think, and he is saying the right things. Like he—he he fucking hates this. He yeah. hates being a loser on a loser team. Like, <laughs> he, I, like I'm excited for his career. I don't think you wanted to go to Cincinnati because he knows they're a loser franchise. 
<laughs> I mean, you can always turn a loser franchise around. Look how, look how, I mean, the Patriots win. Can you do it when your owner doesn't want to pay a coach so he hires Zach Taylor? Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say you do need a good owner because the Patriots have a good owner. Like the Patriots made the 85 Super Bowl, got beat by a 1,000 points, and then were terrible for a long time. And then you, they, you take a loser franchise and make them good. And you see it in other sports too, where you can take out, like even just like the Clippers. You know, they had a bad year, but you, you get rid of Donald Sterling and do some things. They were a joke forever, and now they're they're a relevant team. You can t- turn a loser franchise around, but you need the right owner. You're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> since he, so we look forward to um, Joe Burrow's rebirth when he gets traded in four years. I mean, he's going to have a tough decision about resigning there. I think he's the right guy long term, but uh, this is, you know, it's it's. I have a tough time seeing them put together wins with this coaching staff. I just don't like what they're doing with the offensive vision, really. And it feels like Joe Burrow is succeeding in spite of them uh, to the degree we've seen him succeed uh, this year. You want to tee off on uh, this? This one actually is a good one. This is a good one. Cleveland, Dallas. Um, Cleveland, you took some Cleveland. And it is going your way, and I'm still tepid on this take. They had to, as much money as I Put on them during the game, like it took a lot of who Ryan or how I don't know Chu Ryan. I'm trying to think of the song from Good Times. Or I'm not even I'm not even on the right TV show to get, to, to get like that hill. You having a stroke? Are you okay? No, it's uh, I'm not. I'm not even thinking. Maybe no, it's the Jeffersons. Jesus, I don't even have the same right TV show. But it took a lot of trying to get there. And what they win the they won the turnover battle by like five to beat Washington. And it also took two major injuries to the Washington defensive line before Cleveland started to turn that game around. Like Cleveland was Cleveland was looking pretty poopy for a little while there. I was not excited about some of the bets I'd made. They were down in the second half, I think. I don't know. What are you looking at right now? You're making all those faces. Someone sent you some like shades of porn. No, I I feel like my account got hacked on Twitter. It says, thanks for letting us know. Our investigation found the account you reported violated the Twitter rules. I don't think I've ever reported anyone for anything. I report people all the time. <laughs> you do? If, if, you, if you write something mean to me, I go back and I search for keywords in your tweet replies. <laughs> and I so know that if that's ever – if you've ever got like a warning – Go look if maybe you said something mean to me. I have a lot of time during the day. No, it's, uh, supposedly I reported someone. I don't remember doing that. I, I report no. people from your account too. Oh, okay, thank you. Then you can double report them anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is just a couple teams where I was uh, I was kind of high on them at certain times about the preseason, but there's big gaping holes like the the McCarthy love. I think is gone for me. Um, that was a sh- the honeymoon is over. Wow, three games. I just haven't seen the play calling. Like we, this was um, going back to the Arizona, or excuse me, yeah, the Arizona Detroit game. Detroit's play calling where yeah. they do the the AP up the gut thing. Yeah. When you're throwing a swing pass to Zeke, that's Ugh. the same thing. Ugh. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's so rough. Like those yeah, are those, those are, are wasted conceded downs. Conceded nose downs. Absolutely. You yeah. have totally um, agree with you. I would have if I'm putting my thoughts on that point, and you nailed it. That those are ugly plays, especially when you have the receiving core, a guy with a big arm, and a 
really good backup running back who's probably even better at catching better at the, out of the backfield. Yes, absolutely. Throw it to Tony. Like run, absolutely. run Zeke wherever you want. Throw it to Tony Pollard. Anyway, you have great receivers. I'm I'm probably going to play Dallas if this sits at four. Wow. Um, well, just uh, the the injuries are not trending the right way in the Cleveland secondary, in my opinion. Yeah. And if if there's if the Cleveland secondary is beat up, Dallas is going to carve them. So this total is 55 for a reason. Dallas can put up some points, and they are having trouble in the defense. I think that number is probably short. If if we're getting reports of like multiple injuries still, Cleveland's defense, especially secondary, then I mean Dallas probably should be minus six. I'm. I'm seeing a four minus 15 at bookmaker. If that was a flat 10, I'd probably bet that now. I just want – it's still, again, I'll reiterate, it's still Tuesday. Like, I still want to see some more things. This is probably going to be more of an injury play. I don't care if it moves to five if if we hear some of that. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, the Cleveland injury. Oh, uh, not great. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Yeah, Ward, Ward, Ward. Ward is the one. Um, I don't think he plays. Really? Maybe, oh. maybe I'm wrong. I'm speculating that, uh, um, yeah, shit, you're, you're, you're onto this, I think. Yeah. I, I, again, it's only Tuesday. We don't really get, sometimes we don't get great reports on Mondays, but, uh, you know, seven hours ago. Um, See, the weird thing is, so the weird thing is that a bunch of these guys were trending in the right direction for, Last week, game yeah. against the the Washington football team, and they didn't play them. And I thought that was out of an abundance of caution because they're looking at their schedule and they're like, "We're going to need these guys next week and the week after, so let's give them another week off and see if we can do this ugly." And they did, and it was great. Um, I would still contend that um, you know there is injury questions with the Cowboys too. Their offensive line not doing especially well, and no, that's right. Teams like the Seahawks, who has a, you know, a, a completely no pass neutral pass rush. <laughs> no, no pressure whatsoever. They were getting to deck. There were some game-changing plays that the Seattle defense made um, on the basis of their pressure against that offensive line. And I would expect that that is the one thing Cleveland can do. They can rush the passer, passer well. Um, and Miles Garrett's going to be a mismatch. He's going to be a nightmare to deal with. And most of the plays that we've seen this passing offense for the Cowboys execute to extreme perfection have been a little bit late developing. They take a little bit of time to get these guys open downfield. Like they're the most dangerous when they are running amok, you know, 11 to 20 yards down the field. And I get, I've seen the tape. They have some unreal passing offense and they are going to be going up against a bunch of replacement level players in the secondary for the Cleveland Browns. I completely get all that, but it doesn't change the fact that just like with the Rams Cowboys, the Cleveland Offensive line has come together well. Their rushing attack is clicking in every facet of you know expectation. And if they have a lead at any point in the second half of this game, they can put together long, meticulous drives, eat the clock, and put away a comfortable win. Not even give the Cowboys a chance at a comeback uh, and to execute on some of their you know let their their passing weapons flex. Um, I it's and just stepping back entirely from the matchup itself and looking at these two teams and the current, you know, they both have in, cluster injuries at different positions, completely acknowledged. The the Dallas defense, in my opinion, is going to be the worst unit on the field out of the four. Dallas offense is going to be the best unit on the field out of the four. 
Yeah, I know well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild ass game to watch. Like, this total, this total are, might get destroyed. Are these are these two teams not relatively close? In which case, why is Dallas laying four four and a half? Five was too much. Four and a half is too much. This is gonna end. This is a coin flip kind of game. And if Cleveland has a lead in the second half of this one, their rushing attack is going to be enough to put a ton of pressure on Dallas and keep them at arm's length. Keep them from, uh, you know, from being able to come back. And I can't say the same the other way around. You cannot say the same. It's not obvious. No, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas just needs to keep win. scoring. Like <laughs> if, Dallas wants, if Dallas keep, is up, they, they need to just keep, keep throwing the ball. Just keep scoring. Just keep scoring. That's the only game state that they can win as currently rostered with these injuries and with. And honestly, this Dallas defense, like the numbers, are helping me continue to bet against this team because from a statistic standpoint they don't look as bad as they actually are in my opinion and and that's where i continue to think defenses should improve as we go week by week by week and dallas you know obviously they did have some injuries early but i think the difference between the the gap between the dallas offense and the cleveland offense is much, much bigger than the negative gap between the two defenses. I think there's a much bigger advantage for the Dallas offense as a whole. Once it starts playing, like, like the, I almost hope they get behind. Like If I'm betting Dallas, I hope they're down. Like They play better. Like they but how do they the cover? They, they just keep scoring. This all, I, it, Again, it's going to come down to Ward. If Ward's out, I'm playing Dallas. That's all there is to it. Okay. Well, I played – Cleveland plus five. You, I mean, you got a good number until played, it closes uh, six. I played Cleveland money line plus one ninety. I didn't tell you that, but I did. I think they're live in this one. Wow, and I guess we're keeping secrets now. <laughs> <laughs> I played the money line at plus one ninety, and honestly, you're right. If if Cleveland is up in the first half, like Atlanta was up, now if like if, if they if they get out to a nice healthy lead, and you see you should take some Dallas money, money Dallas money, I'll, yeah, I'll money. yeah, I'll take it for sure. I'll take it. But it doesn't change my opinion that the you know that Cleveland can do a damn decent job of playing keep away uh, if it comes to that because mm-hmm. their offensive line is playing great and Dallas is as currently rostered you can run on this team you can run on them and you can absolutely uh, you know put you know control the clock and uh, to that degree. Um, keep their biggest weapon off the field, which is their passing offense. So we'll see. We'll see if that manifests. Um, let's talk about my uh, Minnesota Houston. Uh, another another barn burner CLV special that may not get there. Although this time it could be because the game's not played. We have no idea. Coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not spend a ton of time on this because the game might not even happen. We, uh, everybody <clears throat> everybody's talking about the Titans. Minnesota's in the same boat. Yes. Aren't they? they? Yeah, they're, for Minnesota's now. in the same. Yeah. For for now, they're saying Minnesota don't meet, don't do anything, stay home, quarantine, shelter in place, don't do anything silly. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. Minnesota's offense looked a lot better. The defense still looks as bad. What what are you are you like glitching out there? Your yeah, cameras. Yeah, my camera. camera's freaking. You look like you're in the Matrix. Um, yeah. So the uh, Kirk Cousins, Jeff Jefferson was a nice surprise, I guess. The offense looked a lot better. If this is what this team's going to be, these totals should start hitting sixty because the defense is not getting any better. 
Um, they were the beneficiary of some red zone regression, red zone good luck, red zone variance, where Tennessee kicked a shitload of field goals. Tennessee probably should have scored 60. And again, Houston, who did Houston play last week? Pittsburgh. Um, this is a gift for them, I guess. I brought this up earlier with someone. Houston is going from playing a ridiculously difficult defense to a defense that has been beat up and savaged. They get to be at home versus a terrible defense who might not get to practice all week. It's probably off the board. I'm guessing it's off the board, so we won't touch too much on this. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. But, yeah, let's let's not spend a ton of time on the Corona games. Okay. Yeah, we bet 50 and a half on Sunday. Yeah, oh, night. yeah, and we did bet this, too. I mean, yeah, we got the early number. Yeah, uh, another CLV special that's not going to get home, although this time it's going to be because of the virus, not because of uh, ridiculous shenanigans with the uh, uh, with the offensive play calling. But, yeah, no, uh, boat race over. 50 and a half, please. Hopefully. <laughs> 54 and a half that it is currently situated as a total. If you seem fair to you. Yeah. Yep. No, it, yeah, it should have gone up. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. This ugly bitch. Seattle. <laughs> this is another uh, one of those where yeah. it's like dog or nothing. Yeah. Um, I'll set this up. So, uh, brutal spot for Seattle. Brutal. Two huge really? games. Two huge games. You get a huge Sunday nighter against the Patriots. You come away with a thrilling victory. You return. Uh, you, you return to your home stadium to host the Cowboys on a big. Must everyone watching Sunday night game? Uh, just another barn burner. Um, come away with a, a fourth quarter comeback. Very impressive. Uh, Russell Wilson at this point is on pace for 81 touchdowns, I think. A trillion. I think he's on pace for 81 or something like that. Whatever the case is, it's a lot. So Math problem for you at home. I, the first one to send me the probability that Russell Wilson throws for a prime number for his touchdown total wins a deep dive prize pack. Ooh, I like that. We don't even have prizes. I hope somebody hits me up on that. But yeah, he his pace right now is amazing. Uh, the good Dr. Eager had shared this stat with us. It was him, Goff, and Aaron Rodgers were the three quarterbacks who didn't have any like turnover-worthy plays, which honestly – through like to, to go a full game is like, hey, that's a good thing. You didn't have any turnover-worthy plays. To do it multiple weeks like this and to also – it's not like they've been, you know – playing uh you know conservatively they've put up points they've been slinging it around and they've been just very accurate and uh, i mean just everything any superlative you want to throw all three of those although a lot of it should go to mcveigh in one of their cases but yeah, yeah I, what what can you say about uh russell wilson that hasn't been said about uh hamilton the musical it's the greatest thing on since sliced bread right now. Like, and and still it got uh, the sevens got gobbled up and rightfully so it's like, yeah, Seattle's probably eight, nine points better than Miami. And, and when you take into account the, the terrible travel spot, this is about as far as you can travel. Awesome. Maybe like, you know, San Diego to Foxborough, 
maybe, no, but yeah, Seattle to, Se- Seattle to Miami is a terrible travel spot. Again, we're still in the early season where it's warm, it's humid, it probably rains. It's it's a nasty time to be down on South Beach. Yeah, and there's a ton, there's a ton of uh, uh, weather forecast. Yeah, it, it's like a 50-50 rain right now. Yeah, yeah. It is a six-hour flight. Uh, the mileage. Oh, I can't get it direct right now if I'm using miles. I'd have to step in Denver. <laughs> it is 2,724 miles. Um, yeah, right. Uh, yikes. That's a far flight, and it is a tough travel spot. And this is, and you're going up against a team that has a uh, 10 days prep, 10 days rest. Um, and, and you know what? You're right. Cool. San Diego to Boston is only five and a half. It's a half hour longer. That is a long ass flight. It's a nasty travel spot. And again, coming off, uh, yeah, a team with extra rest. So like every which every which way you can have uh, an advantage, like in our little advantage spot calendar. What what's your chart you make? Whatever you want to call it. the the, the situational yeah. the situational schedule matrix at home. Humidity, weather, you've got the long travel spot, you got extra rest. I mean, if you want to be sandwich spot or whatever, a letdown spot, there's a million narratives here too. Like seven is a ton. If it continues, it's it's never gonna go past seven. it's just gonna keep getting resistance there. It probably closes at six. Like it's it's seven at square shops. If you want a seven, you can pay for a juicy seven at like Bovada right now, or Heritage, I think, has it. Uh, Bet Online has like a weird one where Plus seven is like a really juicy, or pl- I think it's plus seven and a half is just juicy as shit. So you can still get these if you want them at some of the books where maybe you can't get quite as much down. Like, so I, I don't hate grabbing this. It's, I'm not paying minus 123 for seven and a half, but like Heritage, you can get uh, plus 705 if this if this screen is right. I'm not sure if it is ever. Um. Yeah. So the I don't. I don't hate them. Yeah. For me, it's Miami or nothing, and the total is clues. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I I definitely wanted a Miami seven when we did our Sunday pod because of the situation. I knew it was advantage Miami, and because Seattle tends to play coin flip games even when they're clearly the better team, and I think they are clearly the better team here. I think Miami has a ton of vulnerabilities. Um, although, boy, you have to tip your hat to that defense and how they played on Thursday Night Football. They were very good on the road against the Jags, feisty Jags offense. That team played hard. It was very impressive. Um, and I give them all the credit in the world, but this is a different animal. The Seattle passing attack is absolutely nails. And the play sequencing uh, and some of the decision-making on early downs that Seattle is now exercising makes them very, very, very tough to beat. Um, Seattle's defense is suspect, but can you know? You know, can uh, Fitzpatrick put together back-to-back games? It's, it's a tough ask. Um, reasonably, you just need any kind of red zone efficiency from Miami and some red zone efficiency regression from Seattle to get this cover. And those are due. Just looking at the numbers, those are due. Like Seattle has yet to go into the red zone and not score a touchdown. Do you think that lasts all season? No. No. So. And we, and we did talk about some of the weaknesses, like Seattle's pass rush just isn't there. So Fitzmagic should have some time. 
Um, God, we're missing the debate. I, I might put that on DVR, baby. I gotta, I gotta watch some of that shit show. But uh, I just had something pop up on the phone. Uh, yeah, that, some of the weaknesses there, the pass rush. If it's, if it's as vanilla and has as few teeth as we've seen so far, Miami should be able to get the ball moving a little bit. They, you know, they're not devoid of talent. They're one of those teams where we talked about continuity, and they had almost none. Like zero continuity. They brought in so many different players. I think it's really hard to judge Miami right now. But I do believe if I had to say what their trajectory is, I think it's upward because I think they made some nice choices on the the drafting they did and some of the free agents they brought in and just based on where they were last year. Like I think the trajectory had to be upward. And uh, I think this is a team that can get squirrely all year. It might not win a lot of games, but it's going to have some good. It's not going to be a team that's going to roll over. It's not going to be uh, an easy win, especially on the road in a spot like this. So, yeah, I'll probably grab a plus seven. I'm going to pop around. I'm going to look at that Heritage Lovig book, put some money in there. I got some I got some uh, internet coins that are just burning a hole in my uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my I, I'll ride with you. If you find a seven, let me know where, and I will play that with you because I agree. I think the seven is a good, is a fair play. I think fair, fair line here is, I don't know, five, five and a half probably. So don't mind being on the right side of six and seven. Um, generally, Miami's two losses against uh, New England and Buffalo, they don't look as bad at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, those were very worthy losses, uh, and uh, their win against Jacksonville was well-earned. So they can keep this close. I don't think they get a win, but uh, I do think uh, uh, this sets up well for them to get the cover. LA Chargers. Uh, we have a beautiful spot for an under. I talked about this with the, the great Gil Alexander today, and it uh, looks like the number has come with me. I played under 45 here. And it is now down. You just grab the time on that. I'm supposed to grab the time on that. I wasn't sure. I lost track. Are you off? Okay. I've got a bunch of them. So it's all okay. Good. I'm only grabbing every other. So okay. here we go. Cool. I got the other other one. So um, right. so yeah. Chargers heading to Tampa Bay. This is the front end of a back to back East Coast road trip for them. Uh, again, another one. They requested this. Uh, they're in Tampa this week. They're playing New Orleans next week. And my guess is they're going to have to go back to LA in between just like the Rams did last week. Um, and this is a tough spot for the chargers because they are going up against a clear top five defense in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers stopped the run exceptionally well, which means this is going to be entirely on, uh, the arm of Justin Herbert to make anything happen in this game offensively. Tampa's offense also still not clicking entirely. Uh, it kind of made me laugh that they forced trying to integrate Rob Gronkowski last week. Like that was somehow going to help. He looks washed. Super washed. Godwin, not going to be available for this game. Does he retire midseason and just go do WWE again? Yeah, I don't know why not. He doesn't uh, seem like he's having any fun. Like, no. when you're that good, it's no fun to suck. No. The the number moved not just because of my um, decent spot, but also for sure because of the Godwin news. Uh, it's down to 43 and a half. Uh, <laughs> it went from seven and a half to seven uh, for Tampa. That's a fair price for me. I think that I don't think the Chargers are going to be especially competitive in this one, but uh, I do love the under still. Uh, less so at 43 and a half, but, uh, you know, so be it. What's your yeah. lean? Oh, for sure. That's the right look. Um, uh, 
uh, similar game to last week. I honestly think no, it's a joke. I'm joking with that. The the comment <laughs> I just made there. Probably. I mean, don't don't you think kind of a similar similar look to both of these teams last week, where um, Tampa Bay gets out to a big lead and then just yeah. cruises because of an yeah. inept quarterback on the other side. Uh, yes. And and then, the, the, I mean, honestly, the same thing kind of happened except with the even shittier team in, in Carolina. Like yeah. they got out to a lead and they just kind of coasted yeah. because that's what else you're going to do. You don't have the, a great offense and Tampa yeah. Bay at home on a big, yeah. a bigger number here, seven, seven and a half. I don't know if I'd be excited about playing that just because I feel like they are going to coast and uh, the back door will be in play, and especially in a, a big number, low total. Never love that. Um, this is a big, this is the best defense of the three they've played, too. Maybe the yeah. best defense they've played all season. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, the, the, this under, it, it's like, this is like 24 to three. Oh, you know, right. this, it, it's, you know, 21 14. Like it, it's 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 like 30, 35 points. I'll take another twenty eight ten. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give me to me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, um, it's another pretend. Corona game. Yes, Skipper Rooney. Um, this is one. I, I was I telling this on the air. I don't know. We were talking off air for quite a bit, but it was, the joke was that maybe we did bring we did bring this up at the beginning. I played this early, forgot to tweet it, tweeted it and then boom, corona test, so I probably won't even get my money on this. But yeah, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, if they I don't know, so did you see the tweet and by the time people listen to this obviously everyone else seen shit like this. But man, um what's his name? The Rabel. the coach. Yeah. Frabel just like if we is. don't get if I just it is what it is. If we have to play, we're going to play. Is. I told the guys we're playing. So yep. <laughs> I, I love Frabel. I love that quote. I, yeah, he's he's literally is like no excuses like then and, and honestly like that's kind of the NFL mentality about all of this stuff, which is like if you get, you know, if you get a problem and it affects you, it's, it's tough shit. You know, like you need to need to need to avoid coronavirus better. You need to. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess and he's he's probably like he's he's posturing. He's being a tough oh, guy, posturing for sure. But he's but there's a lot of truth in that because that's probably what's going to happen. Rogers every, just going to say every rest of the time. You know, yeah. we, and I wouldn't it wouldn't be surprised if this sort of stuff was already agreed to behind closed doors preseason, and we just don't hear about it. Where they said, you know, if it's not like a big if it's not like a big chunk of the team. And just you know, a couple of players, a couple of coaches. It's it's business as usual. We have this is the biggest money train in the world, man. We got to keep this rolling. The NFL can't stop for a week because a couple you know dingus has caught it from their mailman or something. So we are going to roll on. I'm I would not be surprised if they just play this on Sunday. If they play it on Monday, that's fine too. Uh, if you did bet this already, go. Uh, reach out to customer support where you did, or check the lines, the lines, the rules. See what they say. A lot of them will say, you know, if it's played within a certain time frame or if it, you know, within a week or so, I think they'll honor lines. Hopefully they honor my bet because I think it's the right side. Yeah, I agree with you. No disagreement. Uh, fingers crossed that Tennessee somehow still manages a win, even though uh, your your bet is the correct side. Um, this is a big one for them in the grand scheme of things, especially if the uh, Indianapolis Colts take care of business against Chicago Bears. So, Baltimore versus the Washington football team is 13 points enough? And the answer is no. (laughs) 13 points. Is it enough? Are 13 points enough for you to back the Washington football team against a 
Baltimore Ravens team that fought hard, ultimately came up short against the Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, and I guess let's use this time to say, number one, I laid the points early. I don't give a rat's ass about this being a big spread. I think Baltimore is that much better than this team. Um, this is basically saying, is the best team in the NFL 13 points better than the worst team? And the answer is yes, I think, by a lot. Um, so we get to see that played out on uh, – we got we got a chance to do this sort of stuff against uh, Cincinnati last year. It was never yeah. comfortable. Uh, no short win. week, short week for Baltimore coming off a deflating loss where they had some quotes. I mean, it was not too dissimilar from the joke we made about uh, Mr. Darnold earlier. The I'm seeing ghosts when Lamar comes out and says that's my kryptonite. I don't love to hear that, but at the same yeah. time, this team is so good. Like they, they are so good. They're going to absolutely do. Watch that first drive against Kansas City. It's, it's probably what you're going to see on like how many drives do you honestly think they have? Like seven, and then it's backup time. Yeah. Like this will be, hopefully, we see a backup in here. Hopefully, it's just a blowout. On a, on a new, yeah, on a neutral, I think I have them like 16 points better. I'd have to double check this. Yeah. Just Washington is, they're, they were squirrely the first week. I'm going to put more of that on Philly, honestly. And they they coughed the ball up so much. It's just they don't have the roster right now. They had some injuries on the line. It sounds like those aren't going to be long-term, which is good for our guy, Chase. I haven't heard one way or another if he's playing again or early in the week. Um, if, if they're missing players from the defensive line, which is their strength, that's rough. Uh, they match up great against – you know, we saw some real problems in the secondary – but this ain't Mahomes and McLaurin ain't Reek. They, you know, they have they have a nice receiver. They have a couple of decent pieces here and there on the roster, but this is obviously not the Chiefs. So I'm not worried about McLaurin hurting them. Yeah, like 31 7. Ah, that sounds good. I think when the backups come in. I think that entirely. Um long term thoughts on the Ravens? I'm excited to see the rematch in the playoffs. I hopefully we get it. Once hopefully the, the, cons- the stupid conspiracy Adam Chernoff's uh, like his conspiracy theory this morning, which I was like buying. I hated. I almost hated it when he went back on it. Like oh, I'm just goofing. Like no, stay with it. I believe in it. Like that yeah. they weren't showing anything because I've never seen uh, Harbaugh's and and uh, who's Roman. my guy Greg Roman. Greg Roman. I've never seen them. You know like this as far as just such vanilla play calling and just ugly, ugly things that they were doing after that first drive. It's like they slapped their dick on the table on the first drive and then kicked the field goal and said, we'll see in the playoffs. So the question then is when is the buy spot on the Ravens? Do you think they lose to the Steelers week seven and Steelers are somehow at the top of the AFC North and we get some good buy come. That's not crazy. If they lose to the Steelers in that spot, and the steel diamond you will not be the hardest one. thing on earth. You have five oh to one. <laughs> oh my god! Because I'll buy back. Like I'll buy back and be sitting so effing pretty on that. I'm not really worried about Cleveland right now. Getting into the pictures, not as much as I was early in the season. I guess this is this is what I'm waiting for. Uh, the first matchup against the Steelers is in Baltimore. They'll probably do fine in that one. But then after their bye week, they go Colts, Pats, Titans, Steelers. One, two, three, yeah. four. AFC teams. It's tough for me to look at that stretch. Three of those four are on the road. It's tough for me to look at that stretch and say they're going to go four now. They're going to go probably three and one or two and two in there. 
And yeah, point, and then I think that yeah, like you said, a buy spot on them for the AFC. You probably get a nice price if the Chiefs keep rolling. You'll get a nice price there. I don't see and anything selling that. And if you do get your AFC title game, you will probably not get that same price in the money line. Yeah. So, okay, well, you could have. I think you'd have a nice future there. What do you think? Is thirteen points enough to back the Giants in LA? We took the we took eleven on this early. <laughs> Is thirteen enough to come back on? I still. Um, well, let's. I mean, let's uh, check in with our resident betting on the Giants expert. <laughs> that's me <laughs> i yeah that was and, and the thing was too like i was with you i'm like yeah I, I get it like yeah you go like that's not it's not the worst spot because you kept comparing them to the 2018 niners and then i'm like oh no like this team is worse than the 2018 niners by a lot by a lot so, my wife just watched 12 monkeys by herself she has a lot of questions. She says, I have a long night ahead of me. Twelve monkeys is a real mind fuck. I hopefully she wasn't stoned. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go explain that movie. It was good. I love David Morris in that too at the end. Oh, um yeah. I'm getting texts from her during podcasts always drives me nuts, but I had to get that one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an ugly and again, that was maybe my biggest regret when it got to three. I'm like, man, do I have to play the Niners now? And you, I think you'd scared me out of it. And obviously, big regret. Oh, it's bad. easy, easy to look in hindsight. Whatever, might be. it's fine. Yeah, it, easy to look in hindsight. But again, it's a lot of points, and I think the Rams are legit. Yeah, I was, I was happy to bad. bet against yeah. them in a really tough spot for them. But again, East Coast team traveling to the West Coast after. I mean, a, a terrible beatdown against the backups. Essentially, a lot of the backups for the Niners. That was that was a rough look for them, and now they go play a more potent offense with, uh, you know, not the same kind of level of pass rush, but still Aaron Donald and company, and some decent pieces in the secondary. Missing your starting running back, uh, Shepard out again. I'd assume. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. and Danny Dimes looking lost at times. So yeah, this feels like a. This number again. I bet if I, I bet if I looked at this because I have upgraded the Rams. <clears throat> I try not to get crazy off moving off my priors until like week five. But the way the offense is clicking, the way Goff is playing under under the the game plan this year, I had to upgrade them. And the Giants again. You, you can say don't move off your priors. You have to when everyone gets hurt. Everyone is hurt. All the good players are hurt, and they already had issues with the who they had to, you know, who they were forced to start at tackles to start the season. This team is going to be bad all year. It's going to be a long season for Big Blue, and yeah, yeah this. I, I bet if I looked at this, I don't have it up again. At like seventeen. Yeah, I bet yeah, the Giants are my worst team. You just saw what you just saw what an all universe coach did to this Giants team with no skill players. Kyle Shanahan embarrassed them. Now you get to see what an all-universe coach does to this team with skill players. Jared Goff and their system and their their what they're running offensively right now is going to cut through this Giants defense like a hot knife through butter. This is going to be um, an exhibition game for them to a degree, uh, especially on offense. And yeah, Aaron Donald's probably quite mad. <laughs> this that was a that was kind of a bullshit uh, set of uh, you know set of circumstances that cost him that win after that incredible comeback. Um, although, you know, there was some fluky stuff that got them some short fields and got them some, uh, some of those comeback points also, but, uh, still that pass interference was tough, uh, it's a tough way to lose. And, 
Uh, I think you're going to see a complete effort out of the Rams, and they're going to punish the Giants just because they are the uh, they're the ones there, and they're asking for it. Um, real quick, just how bad is this little cluster of NFC East quarterbacks? Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Carson Wentz. Like the, through three weeks, this is some of the worst quarterback performances we've seen in years, and they all happen. Are we, in the getting, same- are we getting our hurt? Is the Hurts rookie of the year ticket? Hashtag, uh, not hashtag, Undertaker Jeff. Like, uh, why not? Why not play him? If you, well, lose, what are you waiting for? We're gonna get to I Philly mean, in a second, but what the hell are you waiting for? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to them. It's it's the last game of the Sunday here. It's Sunday night game, but the point talked about the the poor people at NBC had probably higher hopes for that game when they scheduled it. Oh yes, hashtag okay. yikes. Hashtag yikes. Um, all right, I'll tee off uh, New New England KC. Okay, great. Fucking game. Great game. Basically, every Patriots game and every Chiefs game. Every Patriots game and every Chiefs game for the rest of the season is going to be a great one. These two offenses are super fun to watch. Um, and as we talked about on the scope last night, uh, as we've talked about in past podcasts, New England does have the right mix of offensive skill and scheme to really punish the Kansas City defense, which is not really much better than average, in my opinion. That sets up well for them to control a lot of this game, um, to have long drives, to keep Pat Mahomes on the sidelines, and to prevent him from hitting home runs against you. Um, Pat Mahomes, unbelievably good out of the pocket, throwing down the field. Unbelievably talented set of speedy receivers, Hardman, Robinson, and of course Tyreek Hill can all fly. And the Patriots are the only team that I really look across the entire NFL, besides maybe the Chargers, the Chargers at full strength, uh, that I say they have the defensive backfield, they have the skill and speed that can go toe-to-toe with these guys. And I think that's going to make it for a much tougher contest for Pat Mahomes in terms of offensive point scoring. And if you can disrupt him at all by either generating some sort of interior pass rush, which they're going to have to fight hard to do because they just don't have the talent on the front seven defensively at the Patriots. It's all back ends talent-wise for them. But if they can scheme some way to get some interior pressure on Pat Mahomes, um, actually, really, they don't even need to scheme interior pressure. They need to scheme. They, they, they wrote this playbook in the AFC title game two years ago. You come at him from the outside. You hold the integrity of the inside, and you force him to stay in the pocket, make reads down the field, and execute uh, into tight coverage, you know, with your speedy receivers uh, closing in on windows as the balls arrive. Um, so basically, the Patriots have this have the players in the secondary to do something uh, to limit Mahomes, and they have obviously Cam Newton and company are playing exceptionally well offensively. The running game is smooth as can be. Rex Burkhead sighting last week, burying the Ravens. Oh my uh, God, um, Rexy as hell. Yeah, so Patriots go on the road. They go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. I like them. I think they're alive. I like the seven, seven and a half points here. Um, it's not seven and a half anywhere, which is sad to me. It was – I was hopeful we were going to see it. Didn't really see it. Um, do you no, think this that- market was surprising, I guess, after the results, and I probably won't be involved. I'm I know. Very- I didn't make the play yet, but I, we're not no, going to see it. I'm going to watch this. 
you know, because I'm I'm having a play on the only three four o'clock games, which sucks. I'm gonna I'll complain about that all year when it happens. When there's only two, I'll absolutely throw a hissy fit. But yeah, so I'm gonna be probably watching the Rams game. Hopefully, they can be a ping pong or ping pong, lighten up, lighten it up like a pinball machine on offense. Just put up a bunch of points right away, getting that out of the way, and then I will switch over to the Kansas City New England game and watch the second half of that. Buffalo Vegas. I wanted to bet. I probably won't know. Things didn't go my way there. Yeah, this is tough, man. But I mean, uh, yeah. Any what what you just said about New England, Kansas City, kind of covers it. I am. That's what I'm excited to watch is the the progression of the New England defense, like it is every year. How it looks by week four now versus an all world offense. That's the matchup, man. And yeah, to see what what Belichick and Little Belichick and all the all the weirdos over there can scheme up on defense, and then also what McDaniel's puts out there with uh, against a, not a great defense, uh, getting Cam moving against them, doing some fun stuff. Now that that's starting to click a little, so I'm excited for that quite a bit. I, and I agree. Uh, Buffalo Vegas is the one I probably won't watch in the in the late window, even though I'd I'd had big hopes of betting Vegas here. Why have you cooled on that? There's threes now. Yeah, there Injury? is. The injuries? Yeah, I, that, I don't love that. And at the same time, I thought it'd move harder. Is he at the right side, though? It, it probably still is. I don't know. But like, <clears throat> talk talk me into Vegas. Like, it's in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, it is in Las Vegas. <laughs> Buffalo Bills just uh, won that fluky game. Uh, feeling themselves at 3-0. They head out to the desert. Yeah, it is. It is a nasty again. East Coast team traveling to the West Coast, road favorite against a team who I've seen some nice things from. They don't have the best receiving core, but again, good tight end, good running back, okay quarterback play. I mean, I'm throw it back to you. What do you think of Carr so far? Fine. If you can, if you can give him uh, any kind of integrity across the interior of the offensive line, then he's fine. Uh, they couldn't do that against the Patriots. A lot, a lot of that was because uh, Incognito's replacement was poor, and the Patriots knew exactly the buttons to push to ruin him. Um, and I would guess that now having seen that, um, you have adjustments for the Raiders here where they do a little bit better job of, of fortifying the interior line, either by scheme or um, you know by moving some pieces around. Uh, and you buy him the time he needs to, uh, to really go toe-to-toe with Buffalo here. Buffalo's defense... Uh, while fine, well, very, very good through first half of that game against the Rams, was pretty bad in the second half. Um, Buffalo's pass rush is not super impressive to this point. Really, I was impressed by Ed Oliver in game week one, but he hasn't really manifest much since then. Um, and, you know, he's probably dealing with an injury or something like that. And really just Vegas in Vegas is, you know, this, it's, this is a good buy low spot for, on them, right? Like they looked terrible last week against the Patriots, but that was predictable as fuck. Like we we've talked about how bad of a spot that was, and lo and behold, they looked bad and they lost and they didn't cover. Now you're getting the cheap price on them as they get home here. Uh, you want to guess what the lookhead was on this? Oh boy, five. Pick them. This was a pick them. Oh, why did I go the other way? I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This I'm was a pick them. It's all right, man. 
Um, happens to the best of us. Yeah, no, preseason, this was a pick em, And that's fair because with the little, you know, there's not a ton separating these two teams. Um, Josh Allen has performed well, but uh, not so well that you can say this should be now upgraded to their like five, six points better than a, you know, an average team on a neutral. So this is a, this is a spot for uh, at get, catching three. I don't know. Five. What's up? I was trying to screenshot something. Oh. Yeah. Um, buy low. By low spots, getting points. That, and that's what I said. Like, I've just been ping ponging back and forth on some of these teams as you get under overreactions. And I said, if it got to three and then fit desert, I'd probably play Vegas because I think they'd probably win. Like, as much as I like Buffalo and I was happy to back them at a cheap price against a hot team last week. Yeah, it's a tough travel spot. Vegas is playing better than we'd hoped for in a few aspects of the game. And. Yeah, it's if you're getting three at home, yeah, it's still a good Buffalo team, but they've played two bad teams and a team in a terrible travel spot. Yeah. So essentially, they haven't really played anybody, and they looked pretty rough at times in that second, uh, you know, that second half where they gave it away pretty much. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the Bills, probably the Bills defense. Right the Bills defense has played the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Rams on the second of two East Coast. I just I, I had to take a screenshot. I just pulled up Twitter and everybody's talking about the debate. And between like 300 debate uh, tweets, Big Cat is bitching about the WNBA total. <laughs> Did they just stop playing? Like everybody's watching the debate and he's mad because he's obviously betting an over in the only thing that's going on right now. Because I'm assuming the Yankees game already went over, so he's not worried about that anymore. That's excellent. I like, I like, uh, I forgot WNBA is still on right now. That's excellent. Um, but yeah, no, just from a team yeah. performance standpoint, the, the rate, the Raiders and the bills defenses are performing at the same level so far this year. And that's shocking to me because I thought the Raiders defense was going to be bad. And I thought the bills defense was going to be great, but the bills defense has not been great so far. Um, and both offenses have been above average. The bills has been, has been better, but it's one dimensional. They're really only getting uh, a passing offense going there pass their rushing offense is pathetic which means the Raiders are going to have a chance at a comeback even if they're down um and really I'm counting on the Raiders making an adjustment to do a better job of protect, protecting Carr keeping him upright um and uh that being all they need to uh secure their second win out in the uh the Roomba in the desert the Roomba I love it yeah I'm I gotta start playing my leans and, you know, anecdotally, you always think of, like, all the games you were going to bet and how they won. But, yeah, this is probably hitting the card. Vegas had a cheap three. Feels like the right play. Raiders, if it closes two and a half, is that a teaser like? Yeah. I might do both. Um, That was an interesting discussion. You know that Waz IQ guy? I don't really know who he is. I, yeah. I know an, of him. I've never really interacted with him. But And I hate to go on a long tangent on this. But he said, like, if there's a teaser leg, and this other guy was not getting it, it was driving me nuts actually reading this thread. But so two and a half is a long teaser yes. because it travels through the three and the seven, which threes and sevens land so much that it just becomes more valuable because more of the games land in those spots because so you're moving through a bigger part of uh, the overall distribution. And he said, you know, if it's two and a half everywhere and it's three at your book. Like you still, you're not going to play it just because it doesn't move through the three. And I did some air quotes there for people listening. And I'm like, God, he's kind of right. 
you know, you can say, oh, I need the two and a half. So I moved through to the three. It almost feels like witch doctor superstition at that point. Like, why not? I don't care if it moved through the three, if it's two and a half everywhere and you find a three. What In what world is nine not better than eight and a half if you're teasing it? So, so I, might, I, might up, I might update my, you know, because you can go back and look at, you can go back and look at all the, the historical stuff. But again, we never get a big enough sample size in the NFL to truly suss things out, I think, especially with the, the rule changes we've had over the years and the way that the the way that the NFL has changed over the last few years. So I'm, you know, maybe if it's at a three, maybe I'm teasing it anyway. Maybe, maybe I've turned over a leaf. So the math is straightforward. It's plus EV to tease from two and a half to eight and a half because yep. the push probability of three and seven is enough alone to yep. make up the difference between a 50-50 break-even and a 72% break-even yep. that is that is the teaser leg itself, right? So that's all, all you need to do is look at the push probabilities and add them up. If you're getting more than 22%, then it's plus EV. And yeah. two and a half to eight and a half is way over the 22%. So it's, it's yeah, just it's just the three. The, I think the, yeah. the three, the four, the six, and the seven add up to more than that. Yes, like exactly, exactly. yeah, exactly. So it's you're in the clear, and if from three, you only get half of the push probability. So that takes like seven percent away or whatever. But it's still plus EV, uh, and it's it's just not quite as EV. I think is really what it comes down to. And yeah. You know, some people only. But live. What, what, what if it's a rogue number, like the the closing line at a market making book like Pinnacle or Pat Chris is two that's and a half. Different question. That's a different question. You know, then that's what I'm saying. Like you have a let's say your shitty book or your local or your you know guy you bet through at the VFW says I'll give you three on this. Like well, I'm t- I'll tease the three. Why would you tease the two and a half instead so of the he's three? He's giving you one ten for a long teaser. You play it. You yeah, I, th- I think that's the case. So no, if, yeah, this no, closes I think, two, if this yeah. closes two and a half mostly and one of the places I can get minus 10 on a teaser, I think I play it there. Yeah, I don't disagree with this. I, gotta, I, I think otherwise I think I'm just being superstitious and stubborn at that point. And that's you, you got to be flexible. Yeah, so, no. And I, and I think if you're basically saying it's the same thing as like there was a rogue number blank. Do I play it? Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, yeah. If the market, if the if the sharpest books in the market are telling you this is, I didn't the, write down when we started on this game either. So that's okay, I got it. One nineteen. I got it. Okay. Yeah, got all right, last one. Um, Philly, right. San Francisco. Philadelphia, most disappointing team in the NFL to this point, and I don't. They're think it's closing close. in on the New York teams for me. They're getting did, so preseason numbers. Yeah. Preseason numbers. Yeah. We had. Um, I, I looked at, you know, and mine aren't exactly what you did, but when you did the reverse engineering from the CG technology lines yes. and figured out what their power numbers were based on the prices they were giving you on all the games. Yes. Philly was like a point worse than Seattle. Yes. Fucking yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yes. all I can say about that. Yes, that's now my that's my entire take on that game. Now they're playing to a draw against the Bungles at home. Yep, yep. Carson Wentz starts and ends with Carson Wentz. His performance so far this season has been not great, Bob. Well below replacement level, and it's not fluky. This is not lucky. This is not like he's had a couple of fumbles and they happen to bounce into a defender's hand who ran him back for a touchdown. Like he's literally not playing well, turnover worthy throws, turnover worthy plays left and right. The 
coaching staff is doing him no favors with the way that they're, um, you know, calling protection assignments and things like that. But that's that's not any different than, you know, they're not doing anything different than they used to do. It's just it's not working. It's bad. Everything is falling apart. And the thin aspects of their uh, wide receiver core are starting to show. The thin aspects of their um, defense are starting to show. And I'm staring hard at laying the points here with uh, San Francisco, except it's getting steamed right now. What's up with that, man? Yeah, and, and I think some of that maybe. Yeah, uh, some of it's maybe off the perception of just Jimmy were they Jimmy. that you know were they that good last Sunday, or was it just constant mistakes by New York and eventually New York just giving up? Like New York had a lot of quit in them, and later in that game, that was ugly. That game was not fun to watch. Uh, anytime it went came up on red zone, I was just looking at something else. Like, yeah, we get it. Uh, the it's like stop. He's already dead. You know that Simpsons Jeff. It's very very good call. That's I mean that exactly. that's what that was. So so I think San Francisco may be a little overrated, but if Kittle's playing, this number's where it should be. Like they they should win by a touchdown to ten points. Even with all the injuries, like Philly does not bring you much to the table. Dallas go go dare go dare dirt got hurt. Um, injuries are piling up for him again this year. Rough. So yeah. um, probably won't play this, but if you find a cheap seven, I don't think that's the worst thing to get in bed with. I don't think it's going the other way. What's our San Francisco? What, what if they just like say Kittle? What if they say like uh, Kittle's one hundred percent? Like he's playing, like it's not going to six and a half. It's going oh, yeah. the other way. I was dead, no, I'm, speculating if, I'm speculating if some of the steam here, because it's, uh, you know, I saw six, six and a half for the most part today. Uh, it's up to seven. So on its way to seven and a half by looks penny. Um, somebody must know or somebody must have be speculating that Kittle's good to go, which I agree with. That's the speculation I would make if you made me make a call right now. Um, I think he could have gone against the Giants. They decided they didn't need him. Uh, and that was a great call because you can't lose him for the season. He's your most important player uh, at this point who is on the active roster. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I don't know if it he matters. Might play too. He no, might play too. It's not a huge, just, it's not a huge um, uh, downgrade. I didn't. Philadelphia is a, such a huge disadvantage too. Flying from east to west, playing in primetime. Every every East Coast team is flying west. Even like New New England is only going out to the middle of nowhere. You know, you ever been to Kansas City? No. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, man. It's a long drive from here. Great city. I had a great time down there. Good barbecue. Awesome stadium. I think uh, maybe should we do that? Should we surprise Caleb and just uh, pop in? Absolutely. Hey, hey, buddy, we're going. We, we're going to go to a game with them, and uh, now they don't let you do that. So, we will someday. It'll happen. But uh, yeah, no, this is a this is a bad spot for Philly in every way, shape, and form. Oh, two and one going up against San Francisco in this spot. Pu. Um, real stinker. Real. Yeah. Stinker. Sorry, Sunday night football. Waiting all night. Been waiting all day for this. That's what the song will be. I don't think I can play San Francisco, but because I needed six and a half and I've missed it. I don't have a feel on this total. 45 is seems low. Um, but but actually, uh, yeah, that, and that's maybe what I was thinking was uh, San Francisco over like 26. Secret scope play. 
Um, let's run that through quick. What do we think of this offense? I don't think it's a secret scope play or a secret team total play until we hear a little more about Kittle. But like, if Kittle plays versus this defense, 26 is enough. Like that gets crushed. Yeah, let's play it. Same. It's all our team totals are going to be overs this year. So, but we had no, we total? had uh, oh, we had an under, didn't we? I thought we did right away, didn't we? It was Carolina under against Tampa Bay. We got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little oh, sketchy. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I see a better one on the board. This total is a little low, so half of 45 is 22 and a half. I guess. I guess you know what? Uh, it's, it's 26. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, so yeah, we're going to play the San Francisco team total over. I've been playing these. This is fun, winning uh, extra bonus little play. It absolutely is. San Francisco's team total over. Um, this has a little bit of the whiffs of Philadelphia and Green Bay last year on Thursday Night Football. Do you remember that? It was week four. Yeah. Philadelphia was, like, struggling hard over the, to that point in the season. They couldn't afford to go, you know, another loss, and they played their freaking guts out. Like, they played so hard in that game. Um could see that, but I still think San Francisco, man. That the the way that this Philadelphia defense is playing right now, they're going to be able to hang a number on these guys. Um, let's go, Kyle Shanahan. Shanny, yeah, we're rooting for all the good coaches. Shanny McVay, Harbaugh, yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, yeah, our guy up in Indianapolis. I'm trying oh, to think Frank of his Reich. name right now. Frank Reich. Frank Tank. Frank the Tank, yeah, all the sides are – we're betting on smart coaches this week. God That's bless right. us. Uh, sure. I might bet – and I might add to that with John Gruden. <laughs> quite fit the bill, but he's he knows a lot about football. Yeah, Cleveland Kevin, I'm on him against your – you've you quit. I honestly, quit. Think, I honestly think he's going to – I think he's going to stick there. I think I do too. I like what they're doing. For a while. I like what yep. they're doing. All right, let's close her down, get you on vacation. All right, man. Um, Best of luck this week. I mean, tomorrow for sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, hey, and guys, you know what? Thanks for listening. If you made it that deep and you got the the secret play, don't tell your friends. You deserve it. You won. This is like the end of Willy Wonka. You win, Charlie. You've done it, my boy. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, good luck this week. Hopefully everyone's football bets go great. And, uh and the country doesn't uh, burn to the ground because this debate is not going good, apparently, according to Twitter. Oh, really? Well, yeah, the expectations were low, so it fails, if it fails to meet the expectations, then... Uh, yeah. yeah, so... All right. Great. All right. Until we meet again. Yep. If we ever meet again...